Happy 1993, Finn. <laughs> Welcome to I'm dumb. Oh, yeah. I'm Dan. <laughs> We're uh, channeling our midlife crisis watching old shit. <laughs> uh, that's, what, <laughs> that's what we did. Yeah, it's early 90s professional wrestling on Saturday Morning Superstars. We are, uh, we're going to meet each other soon. We are. Yeah, very soon. Yes. Yeah, so the, the eighth month, eighth, seventh, eighth, yes, eighth month of this year, 1993. Did we watch? Probably not because I didn't have a TV. I wasn't going to pay per views up there until like we got the apartment. Oh my so I God. guess we didn't watch yeah. SummerSlam together. No, no, we did not. But eventually we not. we're going to hit pay-per-views we actually saw together. 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 I think the first one we actually, it's going to take a while because I believe um, the first one that we actually watched together was WrestleMania 12. Wow. Yeah. Because okay. I, remember, I remember going to, uh, I forget whose house it was, but we were all there and we whose watched WrestleMania house? 12. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it was, but we were at somebody's house because there was a bunch of just wrestling geeks up there mm -hmm. and we all watched. And, uh, that's when I started to really, really get back into it was right before WrestleMania 12. Yeah. So we, we've had a little bit of a runway before that happens, but I am enjoying, uh, this, this time period. Uh, this is the point where I wasn't really watching, but looking forward to Royal Rumble 1993. And we start off uh, with our first episode of the eighth season of WWF Superstar, season eight on January 2nd, 1993, from the Brown County Coliseum in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah, we're finally out of uh, Indiana, right? Yes. Well, we've been out of Indiana for a while. We were in Terre Haute, and then we went to... Shit, where were we, Liz? I can't even remember. We weren't there for very long, it feels like. I feel like no, we were only there like for like three week. weeks. Yeah, two, maybe three weeks. I'm not sure. But yeah, we are from a new place right now. So it's from the Brown County Coliseum, Green Bay, Wisconsin, which was demolished. It oh, is no, no longer there. <laughs> it is now the rest center located across the street from good old Lambeau Field. Home a of the Green Bay Packers. Tundra <laughs> of Lambo. Yeah, the NFL will convince you that's to like the coldest place on the planet Earth. It very well could be as far as I'm concerned, because I don't venture too far up north. No. Myself. The macho man Randy Savage is replacing the brain, and Jerry the King Lawler has decided to wear clothing. <laughs> I did have that. I was like, oh, the the king has normal gear on and Randy Savage does not. No. His outfit looks very, very uncomfortable. It looks like it was made out of trash bags. 
He's in his formal version of his ridiculous suit. <laughs> he's got his uh, tuxedo shirt under it again. Yeah. He's mixing and matching anything that's in his closet at this point. He's got fiery pink mixed with orange, which is a mm -hmm. horrible clash of colors. He does not know any color theory or color wheel, or it's the 90s and they just don't, they don't care. No, as long as his neon is in the name of the color, he's got it on. He's got a sequin bow tie with a neon <laughs> orange bow tie under that. Yes. With a checkerboard pink vinyl-ish, but it's yeah. shiny, like he's been plasti-dipped. Like, it looks like he would, he could move and you could hear him, as you know, for miles. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you can't afford the paint, your macho man, get him wrapped. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And of course, he's got tassels galore coming off of oh, yeah. the arms there. So, can't, can't a lot forget going about on. the tassels. There, yeah, that's a, that's a lot for my eyeballs right now. He's in Western gear with a motorcycle jacket, with a mm -hmm. tuxedo shirt, wearing tights. Yeah. There's a lot happening. <laughs> we're, we're there. There's too much going on. But hey, it's the early 90s. We love it. We love Macho. More power to him, I say. I actually dug this. I started drawing like this, where you could take checkerboards and not make them even. Use swirls, but still checkerboard it so the checkers would be all sorts of distorted shapes. Yeah. Yeah, that was big then, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He put like letters in them, too. I remember that. So I feel like he's the right choice to go with right now because before when you had Brain and the King, they were kind of like two heels going off, just bouncing off each other. Whereas now we've got sort of this protagonist, antagonist kind of view with Vince being Switzerland right now. He's right in the middle. Now you weren't watching, but you would have seen him do this before. Okay. So in WrestleMania 7, yeah, 7. He loses to Ultimate Warrior and it was a career-ending match, his retirement yes. match. So mm -hmm. one of them had to go, which is very stressful for me because I like both wrestlers <laughs> and I knew one of them was going to want to go. And I thought it was real, you know, oh, yeah. he'll oh, never yeah. wrestle again. It's yeah. permanent. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Little did we know. <laughs> yeah, that, that's never really a thing. No. Uh, but he loses the match and the next thing you know on Superstars or maybe it was Challenge, I think it was Superstars, he was the color commentator from that mm -hmm. point on. So I've seen him in the booth before. So seeing him again, I'm like, all right, there you go. He's yeah. done this. Now, apparently, depending on who you listen to on Conrad Thompson's shows, mm -hmm. Eric Bischoff says he wanted to wrestle and he didn't get the chance because they put him on commentary and he still wanted to, to be an active wrestler. Mm -hmm. Pritchard says he didn't want to wrestle anymore. He wanted to transition into broadcasting. Okay. So... I, I believe Bushelf on that one because he left yeah. the company and started wrestling. So. Yeah, it was a little bit of a difference of opinion, but yeah, I see where he's going with that. But he's back. He is back. We're going to have a name versus name-ish. Yeah, well, I yeah, I guess we've got we've got Mr. Perfect versus Brown Tight Berserker. <laughs> the Brown Tight. Yeah. It's worse than Red Tight. <laughs> it's worse than Red Tight. It's a Brown Tight. Yeah. Uh, Yokozuna is going to be in the house. Very cool, very cool. Uh, former sumo wrestling champion they're building him as now okay if they say so i'll go with that kona crush kona crush did we mention he's from hawaii uh he will that's going to be the new drinking game how many times we have to tell everyone that crush is from hawaii or some sort of reference to hawaii i should say and that's all they announce but we're gonna get more this is weird we start with the name versus name i guess we did this before when brett fought virgil for the title yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> that was a thing apparently yeah. we got perfect coming in perfect coming down they show the perfect tron has the perfect busts up there did you notice that on either side i There's did i always columns. liked that about his graphic that he had uh, 
His statues of himself. Yes, exactly. As Mr. Perfect should. Comes down very nonchalantly. That's the perfect way to kind of walk down to the ring. Like he really doesn't care that he has to wrestle a match. And I'm thinking like, this is the pre I'm the shit walk to Gangrel. <laughs> you know, I want to say thank you for being a fan and saying I'm the shit every time I came up with my white puppy shirt and my sunglasses on rocking that music through the flames. <laughs> yeah, Gangrel's like, oh, you know what? I could do this and I can even plus it up a bit. I think yeah. I can, I can do this perfect thing. Yeah. The Berserker has got some new gear. He he's, does. he's got a sheep. He, he said Berserker's in fur. <laughs> he's wearing a sheep. Like, I guess they had leftover stuff from his boots and saying, like, oh, I'll make him a jacket. Yeah. They, it was, it was from Damien Demento's outfit and they just bleached it. <laughs> Here he comes. Berserker's yeah. trying to shoo him away with his sheep. God, I wish he had a real sheep. That would have been awesome. <laughs> I feel like he's going for some type of Viking vibe, but the sheep just throws me off. That's what it is. Cause he's got the sword. He's got the shield. He's got the Viking helmet. He, you know, he's got the big boots and everything, but then he's got a sheep that he's wearing. Did the Vikings, you know, herd sheep as well? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just mad. They took credit for discovering America. Like Columbus was the only thing us Italians had. <laughs> And now he's been canceled. We're out. Yeah, yeah. Now here's, here's my question. The berserker is trying to intimidate perfect mm. before the match happens. Yeah. And here's a guy that carries a sword and a shield and he starts striking at uh, perfect with a belt. He <laughs> like, had a sword. Of all the weapons he's carrying, why would he attack him with a belt? <laughs> that belt can hurt. Well, he does do a little bit of attacking later with his, with his sword too. We get into that. I'm jealous. At three minutes, about 28 seconds in, this mm -hmm. kid who looks like Bobby Hill from King of the Hill yeah. is wearing a homemade Bret Hart oh, yeah. uh, I jacket I see with it. the epaulets. <laughs> He's got him on the sides. Look at that. That's amazing. No big deal now, but in 1993, mm -hmm. your eight-year-old is making pink epaulets. <laughs> Might have some questions coming up. A little bit of back and forth at the beginning. Lots of hussing. Lots of hussing at the beginning. He's like hussing it perfect. And perfect is like, what the f are you doing, man? <laughs> I don't understand your gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> I know mine. I'm perfect. What's your deal? What are you doing? Yeah. We get a nice little Irish whip sequence where they go back and forth and then a little a stop and perfect drop kicks him over the top rope going outside of the ring is the berserker it's a little weird seeing perfect sell as a good guy mm -hmm. like not having the upper hand most of the match yeah like he has to get his ass kicked and make a comeback which is a little weird looking yeah i i agree i agree i don't know if it really gave berserker any credibility well there's some things in later that happen in the match that i'll get to as far as berserker's credibility but <laughs> anyway you know so it's a little bit of back and forth berserker comes back in and he headbutts perfect so he can sort of get the upper hand on this perfect throws him into the corner and tries to give him a quick little spear there loses it and like hits his shoulder off the ring post and he's hanging there and Berserker goes outside and decides to grab his sword. <laughs> he's trying to but, win a match. Yes. Not, uh, <laughs> he basically is trying to de decapitate Perfect, who apparently the king is all for that. Uh, I didn't realize. Well, that, I mean, that was, yeah, he's a king. They yeah, cut king. people's heads off all the time. <laughs> king king has, a, has a headless fetish. Apparently. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's part of the gig. Yeah. Tries to swing the sword at him, hits the ring post and bounces it back at himself. Does not cut himself at all, by the oh, way. Yeah. Yeah, the Berserker hurts himself yeah. with uh, reverberation. Yeah. At some <laughs> point in here, I don't know what Savage was trying to say. It's right after Perfect hits the turnbuckle with his shoulder. 
And he's like, Savage says, friend is hurt. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is that? Uh-oh, friend is hurt. <laughs> My favorite is when they announce him. He's like, I recognize him. <laughs> he was my tag team partner. Yo, yeah, we didn't know. Flair, Flair's coming out. Yeah, he's heading down to the ring. He's held back by several officials. Do, do you need several officials to hold Flair back? <laughs> Apparently, in this case, you do. All right. Uh, Perfect is uh, pretty much ready to fight. And this is where, like, Berserker, like, completely has no credibility whatsoever. They have just completely lost me with Berserker at this point because he keeps coming up behind Perfect while Perfect is distracted by Flair and hitting him to no effect. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing going on there. Perfect just kind of turns around. It's like, what the f*** are you doing? And, like, kicks him away. Perfect. He's like, Berserker, man. (laughs) <laughs> the story right now is Flair's coming after me. Yeah. I'm not selling to you. Flair's coming after me. I can't yeah. be mad at Flair and also sell your shit at the same time. <laughs> I cannot multitask. This Huss over there. <laughs> he was doing really well there. And I thought, you know, that okay, this is going to give the Berserker a little bit of credibility back. But then when Flair comes down, he's pretty much an afterthought yeah. for everything at that point. You know, and then they, as soon as Flair is gone, they send him back up the the aisle. Uh, it's like one move, and then it's over. It's like right into the perfect plex, and boom, we are done, and he's out of there. And Perfect's like, we we're done with this. The perfect plex is like I thought it was one of the coolest moves, especially oh, yeah. that it goes right into a pin. But yeah. for some reason, we see tributes. No one does the perfect plex as their finishing pin move nowadays. I've seen people do it, but it's never done as like a finishing move anymore. It never gets him a pin. Obviously, uh, this was pretty much set up just to further the feud between Perfect and Flair, which would be great if they were going to have a match. But they're not. But they will see each other in the Rumble. (laughs) I don't know if they get that far because... I know they're advertising Flair's going to be in the Rumble, but yeah. I don't believe he lasts that long. Okay. Perfect puts him out of the Federation soon. Okay. So there will be a match. It's going to be on primetime. I don't think Raw starts up yet. I don't know if we're the first Raw's coming Raw. soon. I know it was 93. Yeah. yeah. I remember having to stay up late for it. This is going way back. I could be completely yeah, yeah. wrong. But I remember it being on, like on at night and Perfect retires Flair. Loser leaves town. Yeah. And that's coming. But, uh, and I couldn't believe it because I was like, well, well, Flair's gone. Mm. Macho's gone. Everybody's gone. Uh, Which is another thing that this episode really reminded me. The roster is terrible (laughs) at this point in time. It's not good. There's some people, you know, Undertaker, Bret Hart, Hall of Famers, but there is a load of people who are just like, who are these guys? They made no lasting impact. Their characters were really bad. There's tons of them. We're out of there. It's from the pages of WWF magazine. Still, unfortunately, with nails on the cover. Well, I'll tell you what. I did notice the nails on the cover, but this is an actual update. (laughs) Oh, wow. For the first time in a long time. This is not a recap. This is an actual update by Gene Oakland. So I was very impressed. I was like, they actually have an update. Yes. And Ica Pro is wishing you a happy, healthy new year. 
Oh, it certainly is. Of course they are. Drink your Icopro or whatever you do with it. Gene has a Christmas tie on. Look at him with his green and red. Look at that. Stripe. Okay. He's giving us a little bit of holiday cheer there. I like it. He goes into a little bit of a diatribe on Bobby Heenan. He says some good things and doesn't say some good things. And he's got something to say right now. This is a big, long speech that he does in which he is now introducing us to Narcissus, yes, who is going to be Lex Luger. I do know that. Yeah, I don't remember him simply going by Narcissus. No. I do remember them eventually calling him the Narcissist, Yes, Lex Luger. Yeah, I didn't watch during this time. I did watch WrestleMania 9. I know he how he was there as Lex Luger, the Narcissist. And for some reason, I remember when Bobby introduces him. Mm-hmm. Like I saw that on like some clip somewhere. What I love is how dumb the WWF thinks their <laughs> fan base is. Because yeah. the whole promo, Bobby the Brain's talking about Narcissus is coming and Narcissus mm-hmm. is even better than perfect. He's more perfect than perfect. Yes. Narcissus, Narcissus. Now, Dom, yes. I've, I've, I've never heard this word before. What is a Narcissus? <laughs> well, that's okay, fam. Don't worry. Gene's got you covered because he opens a dictionary <laughs> and reads you the definition of Narcissus. Not, not just one definition. <laughs> Three <laughs> definitions. Three definitions of a narcissist because nobody knows what a narcissist is. I've never been talked down to so much <laughs> than by Gene Okerlund in this promo. It's English class with Gene Okerlund. Yeah, Gene goes to teach you something. Gene yeah. ups your vocabulary. <laughs> Next thing, he's going to be teaching us grammar. Yeah, it's like the Kaplan SAT prep school with <laughs> Gene. He actually has to put on glasses to read this down to us. Of, of course, of course. Yeah. Oh, look at those glasses too, yes. Got it open to the page to give these morons a, a lesson here, Gene. Open the goddamn dictionary. Teach him what Narcissus is. That's a word with more than two syllables. We might need to explain it. Never felt more insulted than, oh, than my this goodness. promo. Yeah. Well, thank you, Gene, for learning us some stuffs. Now, here's a little bit that I don't understand. And maybe this is a bit of foresight on WWE's part, knowing that Flair is maybe out the door soon. Mm-hmm. But the beginning of this promo that Brain is doing, he's calling out perfect. And he's saying how perfect is not perfect enough. We're going to bring in the Narcissus. Meanwhile, there's still a feud with Flair going on, you know, yes. with perfect and Flair. So did they have a little bit of foresight thinking that maybe Flair is, you know, out the door pretty soon. We might have to cover with putting the narcissist in there or. Oh, I know for sure. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, yeah. The legend is Vince is like, we're going with the youth movement. We're going for mm-hmm. like smaller guys. Cause I'll get my ass sued yeah. and, uh, we're going with the youth movement. So you can job your contract yeah. out or you can try to get a better deal over at WCW. Yeah. But you can't wrestle until after your contract's up. So he leaves and we have a flair for the gold, which is one of my favorite things ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you remember his VIP section by the side of the room? I like do he, remember he the He had VIP. his catered buffet. Yes. That's, that's awesome. That's <laughs> <laughs> so great. I like that better than watching him wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, just, so yeah, he definitely knew. Cause that's the WrestleMania match. The WrestleMania yeah. match is going to be Lex versus perfect. All right. 
Now, I know you're on the road, so I don't know if you've done your, your normal red tight research, but out comes Yokozuna to fight this naked man. Yeah. So I did do a little bit of research, not much on these, because some of these guys we have seen before, including George Anderson, the red tight that we we're going to watch here, get pummeled by Yokozuna. He has no tights. Yeah. The man is naked, fan. He's standing in the ring with no clothes on. Well, it's Saturday morning. You got to entice the kids. Uh, he is a, a very, very white man yeah. with very, very white tights. And when they go to the hard cam, yeah. he looks totally nude. He does look totally nude. Either that or he's got like his tidy whiteys on. Yeah, he's a very white man. So oh, I see the superstar sign as Yoko mm -hmm. comes in, but Mike mm -hmm. McGurk introduced everybody and she was the oh. challenge announcers. So I don't know what's going on here. Oh, I didn't even realize that was Mike McGurk. Yeah. Was this a challenge match and they had both banners up? And I just can't. See. No, because the challenge set's not up here. I don't no, know what's going on. What's Mike McGurk weird. doing here? Well, maybe, you know, it's 1993. We're, we're shaking things up, Tom. Maybe, or maybe, you know, it's around Christmas time and well, no, it wasn't. When was this really? Uh, this was December 14th, 1992. Yeah. Yeah. So right before Christmas. It was the superstars before Christmas and all <laughs> through the ring. There's not much to this match. I, you know, obviously this is a quintessential squash match. George just gets his butt handed to him very easily. Uh, but the big takeaway from this is we get a picture of picture of Earthquake, uh, mm. who is also going to be in the Rumble along with Yokozuna. And he does this, I'm big, you're big, let's be big in the Rumble together promo. Basically telling, you know, Yokozuna that he used to be the biggest in the WWF and he will make sure that he will not win the Royal Rumble as Yokozuna puts Anderson away at the end. You know, I think they're they're trying to create stories for the Rumble. I like that. Yeah. They actually harken back to one of my favorite Rumble moments ever when they said, hey, even tag team partners might fight each other. Mm -hmm. uh, when Axe and Smash came out number one and two. Yeah, yeah. And they're just like, I guess we just beat each other up yeah. for a couple of minutes. <laughs> Sounds and like fun. And then the next guy is like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, now I'm the guy that isn't demolition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've got a problem here. The uh, weirdest thing about the earthquake promo is between the two of them, only one of them is a sumo wrestler and it isn't Yoko. Yeah. <laughs> like earthquake was a legit sumo wrestler. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very good. So John Tenta actually knows what he's doing. Uh, I kind of remember this moment. I haven't seen this rumble in, in 30 years. But uh, I think there is a moment where it's just like him and Yoko in the ring. It's Earthquake and Yoko just in there and, and everybody's going crazy and they just like pal you know, bounce into each other. Yeah. It's actually like seeing those uh, things where you're stuffed in the inflatable ball. Oh, and yeah. It's like the exact just same thing. Each other. That's awesome. Very Here's good. something that's actually working against me now with Yoko. We've seen Yoko a bunch. Vince finally understands that Yoko equals money. So mm -hmm. he's finally talking about Yoko doing Yoko man. Yeah. But we were saying how like Yoko's gimmick was like really flushed out almost immediately. Like yeah. within one or two matches, the yeah. whole gimmick's there. He's got the robe. He does the salt. He does this, you know. Mm -hmm. sumo incantations fuji gives him his cash fuji's in his robe mm -hmm. yeah geisha girls the whole thing's there already which means nothing has been added or new like this every time i see yoko now it's the same mm. squash match over and over and over yeah. again and nothing i'm like oh it's now it's a yoko squash match yeah because the presentation was all there it wasn't like undertaker where like it kept evolving love. Yeah. and it's like so i saw this i'm like that's another yoko thing yeah. It was the first time I was bored with yeah. Yoko. 
it could st- yeah, I could see where it could start to get a little stale. Well, how long is he? He hasn't been here for too long. I would say maybe two months, two, three months. Yeah, so point. I think we've right seen after, like five matches. Yeah, you're right. It is the same match over and over again. I don't know how much, you know, Yoka is able to or willing to do beyond what he already does. I guess we have to see yeah, him in like more of a real match because he's only fought as far as uh, real people, not red tights. Uh, Virgil. Yeah, he had Virgil. That was it. So, yeah. And that was meant to be another squash match just to make him like a big person. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't really a match Yeah, that either. wasn't really a match. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel like we need to see him in a match that there's going to be a little bit of back and forth to see more of what his range is. Because right now we're just seeing the same thing over and over. Rumor has it that these rings back in this day and age mm-hmm. were like unbelievably hard. Sure. Apparently until Vince stepped into the ring and then yeah. started taking bumps and they're like, God damn it, we should make this softer. Uh, <laughs> but when Yoko was in the ring, they had this shot of his foot sinking like an yeah. inch into the pad. I saw that. And yeah. I, I didn't know there it was that padded. I've never seen it give that much. And that's how mm-hmm. heavy Yoko Zidna was. He like sunk into that really hard ring. Yeah. Off we go to the event center. Yes. Sir Sharon is in the event center, uh, giving us some real rumble lowdown, when it's going to be, where it's going to be, what time. One thing I didn't realize is that this was four in the afternoon. The rumble was? Yeah. The rumble was four in the afternoon, Eastern time, because it was in Sacramento. So I guess they had it at, that would be one o'clock Sacramento time. And they were saying on the pay-per-view, I think I heard heard Gene say it uh, as well. That it starts at it started at four p.m. I remember it being a real pain in the ass to know when a pay per view was starting. Mm-hmm. Like it would be on a different day. It's Tuesday in Texas. It's Thanksgiving yeah. Eve. Yeah. yeah, it was like all over the place. And then like, the hour change. Yeah. Well, Tataka's here. <laughs> yes, we get uh we get some fun promos here. The first one from Tatanka. And I realized something with these Tatanka promos because I'll do my I did my Tatanka transcription. Mm-hmm. But it's not, and there is the pontification, but yeah. I realize he's got to move. He's got to move. He's got to move. Tatanka's got to tell. Yes, he does have a tell. And it's the same thing because he does it a couple times in here. So it's a point, mm-hmm. pull back with fists and sweep. Ooh. Oh, all right. <laughs> so if you watch these promos. That, that's uh, his Fortnite dance? Yeah, that's exactly. But, but, that's you Tatanka's gotta, dab? You got to look, go back and look at some of his old promos too. Cause he points, mm-hmm. he pulls back with the fists and then sweeps. I think he does it like two times in this promo alone. So <laughs> I know, even though this is not a visual podcast, I feel like I have to do that when I'm doing these Tatanka it, promos. It's like his electric slide. It's Tatanka. Yes, exactly. Boogie, woogie, woogie. Boogie, woogie, woogie. <laughs> exactly. So it's Royal Rumble, 29 of the best in the WWF. All fighting to be the last to face the champion at WrestleMania in Las Vegas. This is a goal they have promised. Uh, you know what? Just just hold on a sec. Okay. I think he should have really like gone off script and been really upset that it wasn't being held at an Indian casino. <laughs> yeah, right? Come on. Yeah, that makes sense. Not in the, it's at Caesars, damn it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this land was my land. It's just... This is a goal they have promised to all my great natives and the great spirits and great chiefs. Check that box. Check that box. Check that box. Yes. They gave me the wisdom. That's another thing. He keeps on saying the great chiefs and the great spirits. He doesn't ever 
name him by name. No. I don't think he knows him. <laughs> we should test him. Yeah. Uh, give me one chief's name. One. <laughs> one chief. One uh, chief. Uh, one spirit. Ger- Geronimo. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I know. And he might as well be talking about Patronus. <laughs> and at Royal Rumble, I will fight and survive to be the last so I can face the champion at WrestleMania. Point, pull back fist, and sweep. That's the move. I mean, that'd be great if that was actually in parentheses on his kick cards. <laughs> Point, pull back fist, and sweep. He's doing that eighth grade choral yes. choreography. Yes, very good. Here's what I found. Uh, I found a backlink promo. Are you ready? Yes. Because I had to do this. Because I translated this one. Oh, here we are, champions of yesteryear. Hey, all you Weisenheimers and goops. I'm no grifter, but this is going to be duck soup with the Royal Rumble. I'm not just bumping gums out here. I'm giving you the who's who and what's what of it, see? I'm going to call all these hooligans to the carpet. And just as sure as I'm a humdinger, this rumble is in the bag. And that WWF champion will eat his heart out once he throws his peepers on me across the ring. God, I can't believe I called that. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. I'm going to do that with the backlit promos now. I'm just going to look up old-timey slang words and throw them in there. It's bonus promo time with Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. Which was awesome. But yes. he's trying to figure out boss man's gimmick. He's like, all right, let me get this. You're like a cop. Yeah. Okay. And you beat people that you have in custody. <laughs> Nails is like, yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nails is in the back. Come on. Come on. Call him out. Call him out. <laughs> yeah. That's right, man. Like they should have Nails just a hype man for this. He should have been back there. Like, yeah. Exactly. I've got it all. I've got it all on tape. I love it. Bam Bam's really confused. That's great. Bam Bam, yeah. I didn't think you deserved the main event in uh, WrestleMania 13. I take it back. Yeah. We're out of there, and ABC always be closing. A, B, C. A, always B, B, C, closing. Always be closing. We get a clip from the new WWF Mania show. I barely remember the show. Yeah, I can't imagine that this one lasted too long because Raw's, like, on the horizon. And they so. said it was on Saturdays, but here yeah. we are in Saturday's Superstars. Where was the show? I don't it, know. Was it syndicated? Was it on cable? No idea. No Why idea, would you have man. a Saturday show on top of your Saturday show? It's That's like a hat on the hat. Yeah. I can't imagine it lasted long because I don't remember a lick of this one. But they show uh, a clip of Razor Ramon beating down Owen Hart in his full-on purple Zubaz pants. I saw that. <laughs> and then uh, Vince is promising that the whole interview, which I guess that started as an interview because it didn't look like an interview to me. But apparently that was an interview at some point. will be shown in its entirety on the first episode of WWF Mania next Saturday. I was still confused with that because you don't see Owen's face and it looks like he's beating up Playboy Buddy Rose. <laughs> and then I finally see it's Owen. And I'm like, why the fuck? Yeah. He's beating up Owen Hart. Yeah. Where's Coco? Yeah. What happened to Frankie? Uh, yeah. And then like it finally clicks. Oh, he's beating up the brother of the champion he's facing. Yeah. Like, what, is, what did Owen do? I, I, now I'm getting the connection. Yeah, that'll that'll set up a little bit of a promo later in the episode. Just in case you missed 70s oversell, here's Tom Stone. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. Tom Stone is in the ring. We have seen him many, many times before. The brother of Iron Mike Sharp, if you want to call him that, because <laughs> yeah. they are of the same cloth. And he is facing the rocker, Marty Janetti, the singular rocker. It's not really a single act, I don't think. It's just, it looks sad. Of all the matches today, I will say this was the least squashy of them, though, because I think they gave Tom Stone a little bit of offense against Marty. Uh, just so they could show you Janetti's like technical prowess of getting it. Like we talked about this before with some of the red tight wrestlers that can go a little bit, having them gain some offense on our name wrestlers. So those name wrestlers can kind of show how they can get out of things as well. Yes. Shows can, a little bit of their technical prowess. They can counter move. Yeah. So I feel like that's what this match was, giving him some more range. How pissed is Janetti? 22 minutes, 8 seconds into this thing, after Shawn Michaels makes a career out of this spot. I mean, it gets real ridiculous when people trying to bite your style, you know what I'm saying? Oh, he does the uh, baseball slide to pull over to jump over the top rope. Yeah, the, the skin the cat. <laughs> well, this isn't a Jaday match. This is a here comes Doink. Yeah, yeah, Doink is coming down, and he's got a bucket and a cup. And two girls come down, and they take the cup from him. I don't know what they did with it. But. No, don't do it. Yeah, no. <laughs> the screen just blacks out. <laughs> You're Vince going, what the fuck? <laughs> two clouds, one cup. <laughs> two clouds, one cup. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's a lot of glitter involved there. So, yeah, he's kind of playing around with the bucket and playing around with the cup and everything. And, you know, you're kind of figuring what's going to happen. Because if we hearken back to a couple of weeks ago, Marty was the one that got hit with the water right. uh, in the bucket after Doink had the, the bucket with Bam Bam and it was only confetti. So we're expecting another drenching of Marty at this point. Yeah. So we'll, we'll cut to the end. Obviously, Marty wins this thing. And then you have the Doink confrontation where Doink has the bucket. Mm -hmm. And he's uh, been pantomiming that he's drinking out of the cup, which makes you think the mm -hmm. bucket's full of water. But he goes to throw the bucket at Marty. And Marty gets so punked out. Yeah. Like, he just flails out of the way. He's, like, so afraid to be hit by this water. He it's looks water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i like... What is your problem? The minute this clown just motions to you, you should just kick his ass. Yeah. But no, he's afraid to get wet with the yeah. water and looks like such a punk. Yeah. And there's actually no water. It's it's, no. it's all. He, it's he a completely empty bucket to which Doink is just laughing hysterically. And Marty has to kind of walk away with his head down like, oh, you got me. I don't know. One thing that I thought that was kind of interesting at the beginning of the match, the Lawler is accusing Marty of being like a, a, a woman beater. <laughs> yeah. Basically. For taking out Sherry. Yeah. For taking out Sherry. Uh, and you know how he's flipping around the, the script. I get that and everything, but that's the first time we've really talked about Sherry for a little while. So I'm assuming she's coming back soon. Cause wasn't she at WrestleMania? She eventually manages to Tonka of all. Yeah. People. Yeah. So, yeah, soon. I don't, I don't know when. But, yeah, I guess they're trying to keep her name in everybody's mind. God, I would have loved to see Sherry kick Janetti's ass. That would have been the greatest <laughs> match of all time. Sherry that versus Janetti. She would have in real life would have kicked Oh, yeah. She just, yeah. Yeah, real shoot fight. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. It would have been over. It would have. He's a dead man. Yeah. Uh, we get a Royal Rumble commercial you know, exclusively on pay-per-view. And then they keep on saying, call your local cable company. And I couldn't be more happy. I live in the future. What a <laughs> f 
fucking pain in the ass <laughs> it was to oh, yeah. order a pay-per-view. You have to call them. They never, ever put the order through. So now you're trying to get them on a Sunday to answer the phone and to connect you. And then you had to have the special box. Yeah, yeah, the special oh, box. I, yeah, man. God. We had those oh. in our in our apartment. I remember S- that. Sucks so much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we can't send it to your old box. It's only the new boxes. And Oh. Yep, yep, yep. It's the worst. From the outer reaches of your mind. Oh, here he comes, my, <laughs> my boy from Brooklyn. Yo, 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 straight from the Bronx. Damian Demento is in the house fighting one Mitch Bishop, who uh, is another one of these red tights that didn't have a lot going on for him. Five matches to his name between the years of 92 and 94. It, it seems like they're trying to make Damian more crazy. Yeah, uh, he's, he's you know, talking to things. Yes, he's, he's talking to nobody. And they, they've got, what I find to be most hilarious about this is Macho Man's commentary during this match. Because how far out Macho Man is in his madness, if we want to call it, as compared to the demented nature of Damien Demento. They're trying yeah. to figure who's further out. Who, their, who's crazier? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh my God, this guy's like, uh, thinks he can top my gimmick. <laughs> That's pretty much where they, they, it seems like the commentary's going on this. I thought that was pretty funny. Savage says something to the effect of, yes, he's got to go through 30 other guys. If yeah. Vince corrects him, he's like, no, it's only 29. And, uh, and, and Botcher's just like, yeah, I was about to correct myself. On <laughs> <laughs> I get Demento's outfit. But it still doesn't make sense. The furry thing he's wearing with the teeth is a mouth. Yes. Because the thing on his chest is a tongue. Okay. But the tongue would not be facing that way. Like your tongue it doesn't <laughs> come out of your cheeks. No? I'm like, oh, it's a tongue and that's a mouth. But wait a minute, it's sideways. Now, it was making sense to me for a second and then yep. it lost it. Uh, uh, that was interesting. But anyway, back oh, to well. Demento. He's, yeah. uh, he's, he's dementing. He's, he's dementing. He's talking to voices in his head. Lawler says he knows who he's talking to, but he never actually lets us in on that little tidbit of information. Do you think they I just give the uh, barbarians old shit? That's possible. But you so, know what I said? I was like, you know, who make a good tag team, Demento and the Berserker. Like, put the two of them together. They're both they nuts. Just, yeah. They're both crazy. You know, they're, they're demented and berserk. Berserk demented. I don't, I don't know what you'd call him, but you know, that, that seems to go together. I personally. thought he was like a, a warlord barbarian mix. Lots of tassels. Well, they love tassels and being six, five and jacked. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and, and with no hair. Although yeah. Dementos likes the beer, it looks like. Cause. Yeah, he's got a little bit of a belly on him. We get the <laughs> debut of the Royal Magistrator. I love the Magistrator. <laughs> Which I was like, wait a minute, he's drawing this picture. I was like, that's not too bad for like no. an early, early 90s Telestrator type, you know, drawing on there. He, he does a pretty good job on putting doink on there well Lawler, he actually can draw he did uh, foley's books uh he does caricatures and cartoons and he's actually a pretty decent artist and it shows yeah for doing that really quickly and then on a digital screen too which back then the digital screens were awful the pixels are like an inch each yeah huge yeah but yeah he does a great job i was impressed we're out of there and we get into a world rumble report this is the third of yeah. the episode. 
Like every yeah. 10 minutes, they're doing a Rumble promo. We get recap of things that are going on in the Rumble. And this is where the Brett promo comes in based off the footage that we saw of Razor kicking Owen's ass a few minutes ago. So it gives Brett a little bit of fuel to the fire and gives him something actually more to talk about because... The previous promo that he did on Razor was like, all right, you've got a bad reputation. I understand that. But now, now Razor's got his attention because he kicked Owen's ass. So yeah, you don't beat up your little brother. That's his job. Yeah, exactly. We get a, a recap of some entrance and we get a Money Inc. promo with, for some reason, Jimmy Hart, just because he's in there to say it's the real rumble, baby. <laughs> It's the Royal Rumble twice. That's what he said. And then he backs up. And I am convinced that Jimmy contributes nothing to this tag team. He does not need to be there. They can promo for themselves. They're good to go. Yeah, it is not necessary. I like the fact that they're like, look, we're going to be in there, but we're a team. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes the team like looks at each other. It's like, oh, well, you know, if it gets down to you and me, we're just going to. Yeah. Everything. He's like, yeah. you know, I think I'm good. He thinks he's good. Doesn't matter. Whoever wins, yeah. it's still in Money Incorporated. It's like the most friendly thing. I didn't know how he was going to get out of that because it sounded like he was, you know, he was going to say, I'd kick this guy's ass or something like that. But no, the way that he turned it around was like, doesn't matter. It's still going to be, yeah. the gold's going to be with Money Inc. And I was like, yeah, that's awesome. But we go from that one into a Ric Flair promo, which was basically the same as the one that he did before for the Rumble, where it's just kind of like, uh, last year I won. I'm going to prove that I can win it again. And then he's calling out perfect. So furthering that story, if he actually, in fact, does make it to the rumble, there will certainly be some sort of altercation, I would guess, between him and perfect. Then we get the people who are new this week that they're advertising to be in it. We got the king. Mm -hmm. We have Earthquake, who we talked about because he's calling Yoko L. Yeah. Yeah. Then, do you know who this guy really is? Carlos Colon? I have no idea. It just says Carlos Colon, who is representing Puerto Rico. He's a Puerto Rican wrestler and promoter. And Carlito, I believe, is his son? Question mark? Oh, okay. Yeah, I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. That dude. So it's Carlos Colon, who is representing Puerto Rico, and Crush is representing Hawaii. Because we don't know <laughs> that he's from Hawaii, apparently. Papa Shango. Yeah. Representing pimps everywhere. Yes, he is. As he should. Rick Martell's out of witness protection. Yay. Finally, we get a little bit more Rick Martell in our lives. I think that's it, right? That's all. Yeah, it's not a a huge group. So this went completely the opposite way than I thought it was. Because I remember one of our earlier episodes, we were talking about how they were going to announce the Royal Rumble entrance. And it seems like they're now going downward. Whereas I thought they would have gone upward. As far as like B card to A card people, but it's kind of slowly going down. They gave us some pretty big names at the beginning. And now it's just kind of like mid card people that they're putting in there. I kind of like that strategy because like from the get go, you're like, you're going to see the fucking undertaker. Yeah. And then for six weeks, they're like the undertaker, the undertaker, as opposed to you're going to see the berserker (laughs) Skinner. Yeah. So you spend like four weeks going, this is really going to be the shits yeah, yeah. and then finally the last two weeks to be like hey and hulk hogan and the macho man yeah. and the ultimate warrior you know they, they yeah. throw like bigger names in there that's true uh yeah. they call it another match this is this i'm looking forward to we thought yes that high energy and the head shrinkers was going to be the the show stealer mm-hmm. last pay-per-view mm-hmm. and we were horribly wrong it was no. a, a terrible match yeah but i think this one will be the thing that steals the show yeah the beverly brothers who fuck 
fucking rock, even yes, though they do. their gimmick is so confusing. <laughs> their gimmick is awful. Uh, versus the Steiner brothers who could really kill you. Yes, they could. They could. And we get a little bit of a Steiner promo, uh, which is basically, we will win because we're new and you're mid-card. <laughs> that's, that's what's yes. going to happen. I mean, they do a pretty good job with their promos. I didn't really see too many Steiner brother matches while they were in the WWF. So to see them do a promo, I thought they did pretty well. About to be eaten by a tiger, Siegfried's in the ring. Yeah, so it was. It, it, it's weird because he has several different spellings of his last name and i feel like they just kept spelling his name wrong because i have it written as s-i-g-r-f-r-i-t-t-s and then yeah and then when i looked up his his stats and everything he's got 10 matches between 91 and 95 but he's got several different aliases but they're all the same thing just different spellings of siegfrieds this close caption has S-I-G-F-R-I-D-S. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know, you know, they just kept spelling it wrong. Well, coming in, eating spam, holding a pineapple <laughs> on a surfboard, <laughs> roasting a pig, and every other Hawaiian a, cliche you can come up with. With an apple in his mouth. With coconut tits and a grass skirt. <laughs> yes, twirling a fire baton. <laughs> it is Kona Crutch. Kona Crutch is in the house. He comes down and they talk about the thing that he does with his hand where he sticks his pinky and his thumb out, and that's called a... Shakabra, apparently. Oh, and nobody okay. knew what it meant. So I decided to look it up. I'm like, what does Shakabra okay. mean? So Shakabra is basically a sign to express approval. <laughs> it's a Hawaiian word. Yes, basically. <laughs> That's what that is. I can't find it on eBay, but I want to. Some um, little kid is wearing a My First WWF yes. Show shirt. I saw that too. Yeah, that would be a good oh. one to look up there. I can't find it on eBay. I want that. That would be a good one. Siegfried's gets a couple of uh, moves in here, maybe to show a little bit more range for Crush, but it eventually ends up being a regular Crush Squatch match where he crushes his head. And once again, this is all about Doink. Doink is uh, once again back in the aisle, and he's messing with the crowd a little bit. He's he's squirting water at the crowd. He's throwing uh, a ball at them that's like attached to his finger. So it looks like it's going to hit them, but it comes back to him. After the match is over, Crush gets a little peeved. Yeah, Crush Crush gets pissed off. Yeah. Angry Crush. Yeah, we get angry Crush. Crush uh, kind of grabs his arm. Doink is like, that hurts. That hurts. Crush is just like, I'm going to give you a warning, bra. Which is something Janetti should have done. Or better yet, Bam Bam Bigelow should have just <laughs> did Doink right away. Yeah. I wouldn't have to deal with this. So that starts to set up our first feud for Doink. Because I believe you said that Doink faces Crush at WrestleMania. Yeah, he beats his ass. It's awesome. <laughs> it's, the, it's Doink's proudest moment. <laughs> yeah. Beats the shit out of, <laughs> out of Crush. That's awesome. All that pushing in Hawaii is awesome. He's going to get taken down by a clown. Look at 41 minutes, 24 seconds in. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Doink's like grabbing his junk. <laughs> And thrusting to the audience. He's doing the Humpty dance right there. That's what that is. (laughs) John Mooney, take us away. Yes, we're back in in the event center with the Moonster. uh, And we are on Royal Rumble promo number four. That's the one with Yvonne Drago. Yes. (laughs) If you can rumble, 
<laughs> and I can rumble. We all can rumble. <laughs> so we get just a few more rumble promos. We start with a Beverly promo because we just saw the Steiners. They uh, are cutting their quick one on there. So uh, their promo is basically, we've been B-card for a while, so it's pretty inevitable that you guys are going to win this match, but we're going to act like we're going to win it. It's like, we had our title match, so we're on our way down. You're yeah. brand new, so... Exactly. We know the deal. Yes, we know how this is going to turn out. We get a Virgil promo, and holy shit, what what drug did he take before this promo? Because <laughs> this is like over the top. He almost sounded like he's about to rap. Yeah. Fight, fight, fight. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, roll. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ready to be his hype man. And then he lost a beat. It was gone. Yeah. It, it didn't work. Yeah. So, oh, well, thanks, Virg. Thanks for playing. Yeah. We get a Shango promo. Something new with Shango's makeup, his face looks different. Does he? He might he just have be playing around with teeth? it. Yeah, yeah, he always had the teeth. It it just doesn't look He's got the red on the sides now. That was no. You know what? This I just think this is a little bit more detailed. He's got a little bit more detailed with his makeup. It, maybe it's peeling. It just looks. He just looks freakier. Yeah. yeah his mouth looks different to me. I don't know. But yeah. anyway, he's saying uh, pimping ain't easy. Yeah. He hasn't cursed at anybody. He hasn't like set a mother on fire in like months. Well, I was just saying, you know, he's saying how he's got 29 souls for Papa Shango to possess. And I would say that would be the most awesome Royal Rumble if he just possessed everybody and they all just got out of the ring. <laughs> and he was there. He was just left yeah. in the middle of the ring. Everybody's just zombified. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he just smokes them with some shit and they just yeah. turn around and walk just, out. Walk out of the they ring. dump themselves over the top yes. row. I could just imagine all the people just like, what the fuck? <laughs> It'd be the greatest Rumble. Oh, man. Vince Russo. You hack. <laughs> you had the opportunity to put the Godfather in the ring with 29 horse. <laughs> as number one, every time some, some guy goes down, he just hands him a whore, they jump out, <laughs> and he just wins the Royal Rumble. Yes. That's the whole match. That's He's the win. Passing out 29 <laughs> prostitutes yes. to various wrestlers. Come on. We could write this stuff. Oh, sells itself. We could have, <laughs> we would have written the best rumble in his, tell me they're not showing that one every year in the highlight reel. And then there was that time that the Godfather won the rumble <laughs> with 29. I just handed out Thurs. women. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah. But instead we got Papa Shango. Yeah. And Paul Bearer, which same thing. Yeah, this was uh, pretty much a Paul Bearer promo with a little bit of Taker towards the end saying he's going to dig 29 graves and Taker's going to be the one that's going to be left there. They pull a Crush backstage with Raven Rougeau and he goes into this sort of backstory that his grandfather, either his father or his grandfather, was a clown. And I'm like, how many clowns were there in Hawaii? <laughs> it's kind of a little far-fetched, but hey, if that's what you want to go with as far as your backstory there, then fine. Okay, that gives him some meaning. I love how he's like, hashtag not all clowns. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's good clowns out there. This Don't judge all clowns by doink. We're not yeah. insinuating that all clowns are <laughs> assholes. Yeah. I guess the fabulous Rougeaus are really done because we got, uh, you know, the Mountie, who we actually haven't seen in a while. And his, yeah. and his brother, his old tag team partner, is now doing commentary, which I believe he's still doing to this day. Thank God they don't do it in the, anymore. They haven't done it for like a year, but like mm -hmm. we have to like suffer through the announcing of the announcers mm -hmm. through every pay-per-view yeah and they talk in whatever language they're commentating in and then yeah, they jump they to the next guy and the next yeah day. they don't do that anymore mm -hmm.
did you like the episode then? Uh, I did, actually. I thought this one had a little bit of furthering stories. We started off with the the perfect flare story. We got a little bit of a feud going with Earthquake and Yokozuna now. We've got the Crush and Doink thing going on. You've got some Janetti and Michaels. So a little bit of story there going on with everybody now. So, uh, lots of things going on. So I was I was pretty happy with it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the, the new location, the new announcers... Mm-hmm. Uh, it just felt fresher and newer and, and like we're moving forward as opposed to the slog that was a couple of weeks ago or so mm-hmm. where both of us are like, yeah, this is getting tough to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. This one was good. I liked it. Bam Bam's Bam Bam promo was great. Um, mm-hmm. I like seeing the Beverly brothers again, going back the people I really didn't like as a kid after seeing them wrestle as an adult. I'm like, these guys are actually pretty good. Nasty boys. I wasn't crazy about back then. I think they're the mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. I think they're the best promo in town. The Beverly Brothers finishing move looks like it, it could kill you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kill oh, yeah. You. Yeah. The bigger guys who I just thought were just big, not so great wrestlers. Because I was a Bret Hart fan. I like Perfect because they could actually move around and wrestle. But yeah. watching Bam Bam move around, watching Yoko move around, and watching the head shrinkers, like, that is a lot of weight to be moving fast. You gain a deeper appreciation for what these guys were able to do. Whereas, like, when we were littler, it was just kind of like, you know, you had your favorite wrestlers and you just kind of followed them around. But now you kind of look at the, some of the other wrestlers that maybe you weren't as interested in at that point and you can, you know, have an appreciation for them, which is nice. Well, next week we will have uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We will have the undertaker. Very good. Uh, who's coming up next? Kamala, the, yes. gun, the giant. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, can't wait. <laughs> you got the giants <laughs> coming back. Yep. And the, Debut of the Steiner Brothers. Dude, we can't lose next week. I know. This, this, is, this should this be, pretty be the good. greatest episode of all time. This should be a, this should be a good one. There's there's a lot of good names up there, so I'm very Bam, interested. Bam, Undertaker, Kamala, and Steiners? Oh. Yeah. All in Dude, one us. on a Saturday morning. Well, it's, it was a good one, and uh, we look forward to next week. Yes, yeah, Sayonara, Undertaker. Sayonara, Undertaker, and Shawn Michaels has left the building.